right, welcome into another edition of the Canes Inside Podcast presented by Caneswear. D-Money, we didn't have many uh, wins this year during the season on the field, but here we are, some big wins on the recruiting trail. This is what Mario Cristobal was brought in to do at the end of the day, right? So what a week, what a week for the Canes on the, on the trail. Let's start with, uh, you know, today's big news, obviously, Pancake Sampson. He's he's kind of been the talk of the town. I know that uh, you know fans were pretty nervous after the news of the the UF visit this weekend, but Canes got it done. Yeah, I know the Canes coaches were real happy to stick it to the Gators. You know they were confident the whole way through, and when the Gators started getting a little bit of confidence themselves, I know in their minds, and they weren't shy about it. You know they were excited to see a. Uh, see the Gators suffer on that loss because they knew they felt good about Samson. If you listen to the bank last week on this podcast, mentioned that Samson was trending up, Ruben Bain, who we'll talk about in a second, trending up. So this has been a, a relationship they've been confident about for a long, long time. And, you know, I spoke to somebody in back in – Peter, you might have been on this group on this group chat. <laughs> I spoke to somebody back in, in February, spring, real early, before Samson was even really getting recruited hard by Miami or at least showing a lot of interest. And – some people had number one on the board in the heck yeah. in the whole country mm-hmm. as far as prospects overall, every position. So this is a big, big day for Miami to land a guy like that. Six, six, uh, three or 20 pounds. You look at the picture of him just opening mail in his room, almost in a full split. I mean, I'd offer him just off the picture, but then you also add the fact that this guy is a champion wrestler, which wrestlers are usually small squatty guys with leverage to have a guy that is long six foot six, three twenty, exactly how you draw up a left tackle athletic, but then also has that wrestling leverage, that wrestling balance. And most importantly, that wrestling discipline. Plus he's a very smart guy. I mean, the branding he's doing with the pancake, we're, we're out here talking about pancakes. I mean, all our group chats, you know, pancakes everywhere. All minute he said, Hey, this guy named pancake honcho committed (laughs) to Miami. What do you know about him? So it's working what, what he's doing, man. And, uh, and you're a smart kid, professional kid, and he's going to have a chance to compete right away uh, at, at both tackle positions for Miami. Um, really huge, huge addition. 20th ranked player in the country overall, but I think in Miami's board, he's a lot closer to that number one overall spot. Well, so uh, huge. How, how they value the linemen, right? I mean, Mirabal and Cristobal have to be looking at him and saying, man, once we get our hands on him, it's going to be, it's going to be scary. Yeah, Pino, let me ask you this because you represent a first-round offensive tackle, a guy who's going to be a highly paid left tackle in the National Football League in Titus Howard on uh, the Houston Texans. This is someone you've watched his whole career. So you, you've you you've really studied the offensive line position from the NFL side. You know What are some things that, just from talking to scouts, from seeing the development of Titus, who was a high school quarterback, uh, that you look for and, and, and know to look for at that tackle position? Well, it, it's a traits position, number one, obviously. So we're not just and, and we're not just talking about the physical ability. So the footwork, the length, all that stuff comes into play. But from the football IQ standpoint, and we're talking about you, you just mentioned Samson is a kid who we're already seeing is a, is a step ahead of the curve in, in terms of NIL and, and things of that nature, the way he's branding himself as an offensive lineman. But Titus was a former quarterback in high school right so his football IQ was a step ahead so you're looking for the smarts you're looking for the athletic ability when we talk about the athletic ability it's not you're not looking for these hunkering big linemen 
330, 350 pound linemen coming into the high school level. You're looking for these lean, long, athletic guys who can move and also have a, a an understanding of the game of football, not just the trench play, right? Because that's one side of it. But if you can understand, you know, what everyone else on the field, their responsibilities are, that is a huge, huge thing when it comes to the, the development of the position. Yeah. So, I mean, IQ, length, yeah, yeah, in terms of oh, I mean that's that's what I I just described him to a T, right? But I mean that's what you're looking for in the modern offense alignment. Yeah, mean streak. You know, if you watch Samson's highlights, he's going against overmatched New England kids, um, and he's just slapping them around. He's finishing relentlessly. I mean, really bullying these kids. It's quite unfair what he's doing to them. I uh, like to see him at the All America game against better competition. We've seen Francis Malagoa, the other five star okay. tackle in Miami's class. <laughs> against better competition the same thing Titus Howard had to do he was from Alabama State went to the senior bowl and proved it there that's what essentially that's what Samson's gonna gonna do at the at, at his at his game as well yeah good is good you know that size and that the athleticism is rare and again you know I'm biased towards wrestlers but usually when and you know going back forever Pete we've always talked about this but usually we talk about wrestlers which coach Mirabal loves as well you're talking about guys that are built like fire hydrants the combination of the length and the wrestling is, to me, pretty unique. The only guy I could think of that would compare is Davin Joseph from Hollandale, who went to uh, Oklahoma, first-round pick of the Tampa Bay Bucks. I believe he was a pro bowler there. And and Samson is taller than this guy. Um, so uh, really, really interesting, interesting player. I guess Tristan Wirfs is a guy who was another, uh, another tackle yeah. body wrestler. I Right. So they do exist, but when you, know, you get that all in one package, it's exciting. And that's what Samson uh, brings you, to the table. But yeah. Like you said, when you get them they're they're, they're very, very special. Um, but, but Samson wasn't the only uh, recruiting victory, right? So Ruben Bain obviously had some, some hurricane lineage there, but I mean, most productive pass rusher in Dade County history, you, you could, you could say it's not really an argument. The, the the numbers speak for themselves. And, I mean, what a get for the Canes battling against against Bama head-to-head there. And I know FSU thought that they had a chance there at the end as well. But, you know, you're not talking about a guy who's going to look like a Brian Burns in terms of having, you know, these, these freakish measurables. But, again, production at the pass rush spot it doesn't matter what the measurables are if you're getting to the quarterback. Yeah, that's uh, guys that get sacks, get sacks. It's just one of those things. Trey Hendrickson, you know, look at him for the Bengals um, and, the, and the things he does. Um, you know, I remember Greg Rousseau is much different body type than Bain, but people were nitpicking his game when he came out. He did going 30th pick, which is absurd. In my opinion. A lot of James Houston, if you see what he's doing for the, for the, for the lions as well, it's not, it's not, you know, you're not going to get a six four, six five type body type, but you know these guys who have pass rush moves off the edge and are and are able to, you know, put some moves together. It's hard to stop. Yeah, James Houston for the Detroit Lions, uh, American Heritage kid, went to Florida, transferred to Jackson State. One of your guys, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, he but that's not you hyping him. I've heard yeah, the hype from NFL people. Not hype me up, but I mean, it's 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 what it is. It's not. This isn't a guy, James Houston wasn't a guy who ran, who went out and went and, and ran a 4-5, four, 4-6 four, like you see. These, and, and he's not the biggest guy in the world either. This is a guy who, went, who played 
inside linebacker at Florida, right? And there were questions about, well, he's a tweener. These are the same things they are going to say about Bain moving forward. But at the end of the day, if you can get to the, if you can get to the quarterback, it really does not matter. That's why I bring it up. No, and, and look, he's he the guy's making plays. And I think South Florida Pat we hear about South Florida receivers. We hear about South Florida defensive backs. We hear about South Florida running backs. The most underrated position in South Florida, in my opinion, the absolute best position in South Florida as of right now is the defensive end pass rush position. You're talking about both Bosa brothers. Brian Burns, Rousseau. You mentioned James Houston, who's who's, who's having a lot of success. Um, the list goes on and on. Josh Uche. <laughs> yeah, Josh Uche, who's the AFC Player of the Week uh, out of Columbus. And, and we're leaving guys out. But they, South Florida is producing pass rushers at an incredible rate. Um, and this guy is the most productive out of all of those guys from a high school standpoint. Against great competition in Miami Central. Three sacks against IMG, over 50 sacks the past two years. Um, body type terrible when you see him up close, but you know, he had, he's thick, he's strong. He has strong hands, uh, long arms, and just the way he puts it together from a technical standpoint, his ability to, 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 you know, switch up his moves, string his moves together. His bend is, is very, very impressive for a guy that you wouldn't look at as that kind of flexible athletic guy, but he does have the bend. He has some initial quicks again, strong hands and, you know, Mesador, uh, Key Mesador for the Canes is not the most physically impressive guy. You'd say, oh, he's a small defensive tackle um, or a short defensive end, but he's getting it done as well. You know, go back to Elvis Doomerville, a very, very short defensive end from Miami Jackson, went to Louisville and became an extremely talented pass rusher in the uh, at the NFL level. So, you know, Bain, there's a lot of track record of guys like him producing as far as South Florida pass rushers. He does it a little different, but his ability is 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 unmatched. And, you know, I talked to somebody at Miami and they said, this is the most important signee in this class. The well, most, the single most important because he legitimized the class locally. Those were the exact words. That for sure. But you look at the team this year. I mean, how many times did we say it? They had a lot of talent up front, but finishing right. In, in, in terms of getting to actually getting to the quarterback, they'd get there, but they wouldn't finish the play. Ruben Bain is a guy who's who's done it time and time again, you know, obviously at the high school level, but he's as elite as, as it gets in that aspect. Yeah, it's a great, great point. I mean, look, Miami finished eighth in the nation in sacks per game, so they were getting him down, but you, they left a lot on the table. A guy like Mitchell Lagude, who's uh, looks the, he's the opposite of uh, Bain in terms of how he looks, right, um, with the long body and everything, but he did miss a couple times when he got close. Bain, you watch, you watch his film, watch him in, in games – not only does he get to the quarterback and finish, but he will swipe the ball. I mean, he comes really, really aggressively trying to force the ball out, and he, he rarely lets the quarterback out of his sights. He's someone I think situationally you'll see him very quickly um, just because his IQ, uh, his, his alpha mentality, again, another word used to describe him by people at Miami. His, he was on the phone immediately recruiting guys. Um, the brains, he's thick, so he doesn't have to gain weight necessarily to be able to, to play it at the, at the college level. He has the moves already in a very advanced stage. So he's someone that right away situational. I think you'll see him on the field next year and getting quarterbacks to the ground next year. Yeah. And everything you hear is high character guy. Obviously his brother is, you know, on staff and all that. And his brother was a great player at FAU and at central uh, as well. So I, you know, from the preparedness standpoint, I think he's going to step in and be ready right away. 
no, he's 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 an instant impact guy, and really a lot of these guys that you're looking at, they're not a lot of developmental guys in this class. There's some guys that will develop because they have upside, but these are guys that don't need to gain a lot of weight. They don't need to lose a lot of weight, and most of them are very productive at the high school level. Particularly talking about the guys, you know, we're talking about here with with Samson and 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 Ruben Bain. Yeah, and then and 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 you know, we're not even done, right? We got Chris Johnson, the other guy who committed from from Dillard. And I know that Kevin Smith, running backs coach, has been hot on this guy's trail. It's like you mentioned with Samson, right? Yes, he's already a five-star. He's a top 20 guy nationally. And, and you know, he's elite as it gets. But Miami staff thought very highly of him. I think you look at Chris Johnson. From what I understand, Kevin Smith thought that this guy was top tier. I mean, pretty much a top top three to five type back in the country. So, I mean, talk about the speed and the big playability that Miami is getting with Chris Johnson. Yeah. Just a uh, rare, rare speed with Chris Johnson. Look, I mentioned South Florida pass rushers. South Florida is going to put out running backs that go pro every year. You know, look at 2018. Everybody was talking about Lorenzo Lingard and you tell me who'd you rather have Lorenzo Lingard or James Cook second round pick who's starting to emerge now in the pros. So this is a place you want to shop. If you could produce down here at the running back position, you're probably a pretty good player and most likely a future pro. Uh, Chris Johnson, what he brings is that speed. It's funny because his name's Chris Johnson Jr. His dad is not Chris Johnson from the Tennessee Titans, but he plays a lot, lot like that guy who's another Florida guy from Olympia High School. Um, if you look at their high school measurables, Chris Johnson Jr. was actually faster at the same age from a track standpoint. You know, 10-4-5 this year, state champion in the 100, uh, 27-3 in the 200 state champion there as well. And he translates that on the field, just like Chris Johnson, you know, CJ2K did. He's He's got a jump cut. He can make guys miss. He has very good balance. Uh, he can just sift through traffic. He's not just, you know, find a crease and then get into track stance and go straight. He is an actual running back with fluidity, who could sink his hips, who could make moves, and and has toughness as well. And he can run inside, just like Chris Johnson. Uh, I'd say the biggest difference between Chris Johnson, and uh, the NFL star, and Chris Johnson, the high school recruit, uh, Chris Johnson, the NFL star, was very, very big in the weight room. He was not a heavy guy. Their size is almost identical. But Chris Johnson was a big weight room guy, wiry strong. I think for Chris Johnson Jr., he needs to – develop that in the at the college level, which a lot of people do. If he puts in the work, uh, this is somebody who could be uh, a major, major contributor, add an explosive element to Miami's team that they didn't have. This was one of the least explosive teams in the country, the Miami Hurricanes, which just doesn't match with what the program should be. You change that by getting guys like this, who is arguably the fastest running back in the country uh, and who is extremely productive. You watch his high school highlights. The first Two of the first three clips in his senior clips are against Central and against Chaminade. He's probably the, two, yeah. These are the two best teams in the nation. And he's making guys look slow. Oh, he made him look like he was going against, I don't even want to say Belen. He made it look like he was going against, you know, like Palmer Trinity or something. I saw it, I saw it in Steve-O's, uh, in Steve-O's uh, you know, breakdown. Yeah, shout-out to Steve-O, 365 Canes football. His breakdowns are the best, and I loved his Chris Johnson breakdown. He was just laughing the whole yeah. time because it was ridiculous. But, I mean, Central and Chaminade are probably, in my opinion, the two best teams overall in the nation this year. Right. Overall. I mean, look at the look how they performed against other teams from other elsewhere uh, and the players they have. And 
he like you said, he made them look slow. So this is rare, rare national speed. There's a reason why teams like Clemson were trying to get this kid. Um, big get for the Miami Hurricanes and someone who can make an instant impact in the area that Miami needs help the most, which is explosive playmaking ability on offense. Who would have thought that this class would, I mean, be where it is right now after losing a middle Tennessee state and having some of the losses they have this year, right? Number three in the country right now behind only Alabama and Georgia. I mean, this is what Cristobal does. He, he, this, this is who he is. This is how he works. This is the product of his work. You saw it last year in a limited sample. He was able to get you know multiple top 100 guys quickly on on short notice when he arrived. Really, you know, at the first week of December and just made things happen. And a lot of those guys played very very well. Ines Cooper, we talked about Colby Young, who we got a little later. Uh, Besaint, Nigel Lee Kelly. These were guys that were good good players and helped us right away. So you know, Jaleel Skinner. A citizen who got hurt, but we're excited to see what he can do. These are the kind of guys Cristobal landed on short notice. Now you're seeing that with time to cook, even with a bad product on the field, he's recruiting at a top three level. So again, if you get some success on the field, these guys are going to make it hard to struggle because when you have a great offensive line, it's kind of hard to suck. And these guys are going to give you a great offensive line. When that success on the field is, is part of the sell job for Mario and he can sell what's actually happening, now you're right there with Georgia and Alabama in terms of your ability to recruit. And that's just, I mean, that's not a crazy statement. Look what we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, more five stars in this class than the last eight years combined. And are they done yet? To be determined. No. That's why we'll we got the that's why we got the bank we'll coming out on the bank. Coming next on the Canes Inside Podcast. It's December. Mario Cristobal is out there recruiting, trying to put some presents under the Canes fans' trees. But if you want to really make Canes fans happy on Christmas, Caneswear and Caneswear.com. They got everything you want in terms of apparel, hats, jerseys. They even have Christmas ornaments. Want to decorate your tree this weekend? Head down to Caneswear or order online at Caneswear.com. Get your stuff. Make the tree looking great. Canes colors, all different kinds of things. Miami Dolphins gear. You want to support a winning program uh, for the season. They got all those kind of jerseys. You're talking about hats, um, just unique items, you know, pictures. Uh, I got a really cool picture of the Orange Bowl there. Just different kind of things that you can get at Canes where it's really a, a heaven for a South Florida sports fan. Inner Miami, if you're into the soccer, catching the soccer bug with the World Cup, they got that gear. Um, you know, you'll end up spending a lot, but you'll get a lot because the prices are very affordable and uh, you're just going to want to keep adding on because you're going to see stuff that you're not seeing anywhere else. Caneswear and caneswear.com, the best in the business for South Florida sports. All right, people have been asking me all week when we're going to the bank. It is time now. Already got some five-star commits in the boat. Miami looking to add some more. First, you want to add some more money to your account. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Promo code CIS or use the link on our website. You get a $100 match on your deposit. Sign up now. Start betting NBA, NFL. You know, we got so much bank, I can't even get into my picks this week. But go to Underdog Fantasy. Promo code CIS. You get $100 free. You need some something to do with this football season done. You can play NBA. You can play everything. Underdog Fantasy, promo code CIS, $100 free. So, all right, let's get into it. Last week on the bank, Tuesday, 
I said Miami was making very, very strong moves with Samson Okalola, Ruben Bain, that they were trending heavily to Miami. Now you see him committed to the program. Miami is looking to add to that with some big names. Uh, starting at the running back position, Mark Fletcher out of American Heritage, uh, the jumbo back, somebody that I think is a phenomenal overall football player. Miami feels very, very good about their chances to land him with their visit this weekend. He had a great visit to Florida last weekend. Uh, They're probably the favorite coming out of that visit. But again, this is a kid who is listening. He's all ears, and he's listening to what Miami has to say. A lot of people in his camp want him at Miami. Um, The kid is very responsive to what he's seeing, the depth chart, and the momentum that Miami has. Obviously, a great offensive line in front of him with Samson and Francis and the rest. Uh, a lot of confidence that Mark Fletcher will be a cane by the end of the weekend. Who knows? You know, these visits are hard to predict. You don't know what's going to happen. But I can tell you right now as we sit here Thursday, uh, December 15th, 10 p.m. as I record this, uh, a lot of confidence uh, in Mark Fletcher being a Miami Hurricane. Don't be surprised if Miami adds to that room uh, with the portal as well. So Miami is really loading up at that running back position. Uh, Offensive line. You know the names uh, already in the boat. Feel good about all those. Connor Liu, tough loss, someone they felt good about. Um, but ultimately, I think location kind of hurt us there. He's a Southern kid going to a Southern school in Auburn, a uh, school that does very well in Atlanta and in Georgia. Uh, but Miami's looking good with the rest of the class. Obviously, added Sampson. Um, you know, if you're looking for additions to that offensive line class, probably going to come through the portal. Um, the big name, JV and Cohen, the right guard, the guard for Alabama. Uh, one of the better guards in the country last year. Field Miami, you know, I mentioned him right when he entered the portal that Miami had a great shot. I think Miami is the strong, strong favor with Cohen. I would predict Miami to land him. He'll be visiting this weekend. Obviously, still time on the clock, but really like where Miami stands with uh, Cohen out of Alabama, the transfer guard. Um, ben Scott, center of Arizona State, just entered the portal. I keep an eye on him. Miami would like to add some competition in that center room, particularly with Connor Liu uh, out the door. Uh, the tight end class, you know, that's always been a position that people watch because he had three guys committed. Um, I would say the the one to watch there as far as a potential departure, uh, Reed McKeska, uh, South Carolina making a strong move on him. He's the one that if you're looking for a shaky spot uh, in the class, he's one to watch. But, you know, Miami feels very good where they are with Riley Williams, Jackson Carver, um, the other two tight ends committed in this class. Uh, and again, the offensive linemen all look solid. Tommy Kinsler, you worry about him with location, being so close to gain, so he's going to get pressure until the day he signs, but saying all the right things, and Miami loves what he brings to the table. Uh, wide receiver position, you're really looking at the transfer portal, two to three guys there. Uh, you know, Dante Thornton, who I mentioned last week on the bank, uh, from Baltimore, signed with Oregon, deep threat, 6'5". Reminds me a little bit of Tommy Streeter with that combination of track speed and jumping ability and then the uh, the the size at 6'5 to go downfield. Uh, average over 20 yards a catch, came on late. He's someone that mine would love to add as a deep threat. Not a done deal. You know, that's not a done deal, foregone conclusion, but he'll be visiting this weekend and Miami will make a push to add him to the class. Another name I mentioned last week, Grant DeBose. You know, one thing with Grant DeBose, I think people don't know, he transferred from a smaller school um, to Charlotte where he became a star. So he's already used his one-time transfer. Uh, He needs to graduate before he can join a team as a grad transfer. So that recruitment might be slow until the summer, but I expect Miami to have a tremendous shot to land Grant DeBose at that time. They love him. 
they they're in contact with him. Um, he's somebody that could be could be a, a tremendous addition uh, to the class um, as a as a grad transfer and someone who's instantly ready to play. Talking with Pete off air, he's someone with some NFL buzz that Miami would love to add. And you know, as far as the the rest of the wide receivers, you're seeing new guys jump in every day. Do not be surprised if more names jump into the portal that Miami goes after. That's what the trends suggest are going to happen. Um, that's just what happened last year. If just you know, Miami studies the trends and looks at when guys jump in the portal, and they expect some names to jump in. No one is specific, just talented guys tend to jump in maybe after bowls, maybe before spring, and Miami will pursue those guys heavily. I think two to three transfer portal wide receivers um, for the Miami Hurricanes. You know, don't be surprised to see Miami add a name at tight end from the portal as well. Uh, Maliki Matavoa from Oregon, who's a number five tight end in the 2021 class, had a very good freshman year or sorry, sophomore year for Oregon. Um, someone they liked, they didn't want to lose, but he jumped in the portal. Miami could come into play uh, with him at the tight end position as a transfer uh, on the defensive line. You know, Miami is looking to add defensive tackles. No secret. Uh, they want to add two big bodies. You lose two big bodies with Jordan Miller and especially Daryl Jackson. Um, you want to replace that size. Miami's still monitoring guys at that position uh, in the portal. Um, and Noah Etta from, from Michigan, Miami's still going to work him as a potential flip from Michigan, but that's going to be a tough battle. But, you know, they'll work until the end. Um Thomas Gore from Georgia State, extremely productive transfer portal kid, um, undersized defensive tackle, about you know six foot, you know two eighty, uh, former standout wrestler, great leverage, great twitch and explosiveness. One of the most productive interior pass rushers in the country the past couple of years. I asked Miami about it. I said, you know, you guys aren't in the business of taking small guys. You've been trying to add size, and they said. You know, we didn't look for a guy this size, but his talent is so, so strong and his attitude and his athleticism. We just had to bring him in um, and try to add him to the program. So he's visiting this weekend. Miami likes him. Very good chance he gets added to the program um, as a as a defensive tackle. You know, the name I heard associated with him from the, inside the program, Kalaja Kansi, who Miami didn't offer at Northwestern, goes to Pittsburgh and is All-America you know, one of the best defensive players, if not the best defensive player in the ACC, undersized defensive tackle. So they don't want to make the same mistake twice. Uh, they're real excited about Thomas Gore, who's visiting this weekend. Uh, another guy that can potentially fill that big body gap from Daryl Jackson and Jordan Miller, uh, Ahmad Moten, the signee from last year. Didn't really play that much in the beginning of the season. You saw him in the Pittsburgh game and the goal line stand early in the game. Uh, word on him is he's one of the guys that improved the most from the beginning of the season to the end. So watch him emerge as a potential role player to fill some of that gap along with the portal help. And, and one name I didn't mention with the offensive linemen, but that I think people are not talking about enough when they make their projected lineups for next year. Keep an eye on Matthew McCoy out of St. Petersburg. Uh, Miami signed him last year. Who's someone that Manny staff wanted. They, they evaluated him. They liked him. Um, he is very, very talented, a big guy. I was on field level for the last game. I was able to see him up close and he has gotten bigger. He really looks the part and Miami loves what he can do. If he was healthier this season, he probably would have played as a true freshman. So keep an eye on him as well. When you're making your, your lineups for next year's offensive line, he will have a say and be in that mix. So 
That's this week's bank. Got plenty more coming on canesinsight.com. Keep refreshing. We'll be on the Twitter. Maybe we'll do a Twitter space on the Canes Insight Twitter. Be sure to follow. Be sure to like and subscribe this podcast. We're on YouTube, all podcast platforms, canes.insight at Instagram. You know, we're putting out content there. Facebook, we're there. Follow us. TikTok, we're everywhere. It's going to be nonstop until signing day. Cristobal will be nonstop. Canes is will be nonstop. So stay tuned and, uh, and enjoy yourself, Canes fans. Let's celebrate with some pancakes. <laughs>